Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Eichen here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Radio Network. I am so excited about today's show because we're bringing back uh, Chip Bell, who's an amazing speaker and the author of a new book titled Kaleidoscope, Delivering Innovative Service That Sparkles. And what's really cool is when I received this book in the mail, actually, I received the manuscript uh, before it came out. He wanted me to look at it. He wanted me to consider him for the show. And of course, Chip's an He's a rock star, so of course I'm going to consider him and actually have him on the show. No need to even consider. So one of the cool things he did is to accompany the manuscript, he sent a small kaleidoscope. And I thought, this is really cool. And as I read through the book, I started to understand why the kaleidoscope. Now, I'm going to ask him in the interview why the kaleidoscope and what it means and all that. But but I've got my take on this, and I think it's worth talking about before he comes on the show. As I think about a kaleidoscope, as you look into the light and you see the light coming through and you see the patterns from, um, I don't know what's in there, the little pieces of sand or or you know, whatever's in there, and you you turn it, it, it makes all these different shapes. And it started making me think about, wow, uh, different perspectives on things. So one of the cool things we do in our office is every Monday morning or the first day that I'm in town uh, where we can sit down and have a morning meeting, we sit down and we talk about, you know, all of the numbers from last week and what the accomplishments were and what we're going to do this week. And we always do an exercise. We call it the Moment of Magic exercise. And I think people who've been listening to the show might remember me talking about this. But everybody gets to share when they created a moment of magic for a customer. But as I started to think about this um, this kaleidoscope concept, I thought different shapes, different images, different things are going through, different perspectives. So I think the exercise that I'm going to ask my team to do next week, and after listening to Chip's interview coming up, I will uh, confirm that I want to do this, but here's my idea. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get into this on the, in the interview or not, but I am going to ask the team to take a look at the different places that they do business, uh, whether it be going to a restaurant over the weekend, maybe they ordered something from a mail order retailer, online retailer, maybe it's one of our vendors here. I want them to notice, are they doing something different that we're not doing? Now, obviously, they're not in the same business, and if you've heard me talk about this before, uh, I think people no longer compare each business to the same type of business. In other words, they don't compare to a direct competitor. They compare to somebody that was really nice uh, that you know they may have done business with in the last week. So I'm thinking, what experiences are my people here and my team in the office having that maybe they can bring to share with us and give us an idea of something that we can do differently and do better for our customers. And after reading uh, the preview copy of Kaleidoscope uh, and playing around with that Kaleidoscope, this is what I came up with. So I challenge all of you to do the same thing. I challenge all of the listeners to go back to the people they work with, their team. And by the way, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you know what? Then sit down with your best friend, your spouse, significant other, partner, whatever, 
and uh, that you hang out with and just say, hey, can you tell me about some great service experience that you had? And that's what I want my team to do. That's what I want your team to do. I want you to go out and I want you uh, to have them share a really cool experience and then say, what if we could do the same thing here? Think about it. An outside perspective from a completely different industry, what could they do? What what are they doing that you can now do for your customers? So that's uh, my idea for the day. That's my thought for the day. Coming up in just a moment, right after the break, we're going to be talking with Chip Bell, the amazing Chip Bell, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and I can't wait to do this interview. So don't go away. We'll be right back. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network, and I'm so excited because we have a repeat offender on the show. (laughs) A repeat customer, or how about a repeat superstar, Chip Bell. Chip is an amazing speaker, and he's the author of a number of books. I'm holding a couple of them in my hand right now, The Nine and a Half Principles of Innovative Service. Uh, The last time Chip was on the show, we talked about sprinkles, creating awesome experiences through innovative service. And the newest book is called Kaleidoscope, Delivering Innovative Service That Sparkles. And you know what? All of these books are, um, I guess they're, I, I don't know what you call them. But hey, Chip, I'll let you tell us what we call them. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Chef. I always love love being with you, and I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I don't know what you call them either. But well, they're, the, ne- they're the, little the whole goal. Sh- they're- yeah, their whole goal is like a book that's six and a half inches squared, hardback, good-looking, colorful, one that's probably one plane ride long. It's about 100, 120 pages long, and it's designed to create kind of a quick read. And, uh, and so I've had great success with them because they are – typically short and they're more anecdotal than research based. Yeah, they're fun to read, but here's the yeah. most important thing. They've got great content. There what's the the name of the company that came out with this original the format originally? I Well, Simple Truths. Simple, simple Truths. Truth. So if right. anybody's familiar the, right with the Simple right. Truth books, this kind of looks like that. Um, the concepts that you cover are all about service and experience. And by the way, great information in this latest book. I know you sent me an advanced copy. The book is coming out like right right around now, isn't it? Like, well, it's coming out Valentine's. That's yeah, the thing we can all remember February fourteenth. Yeah, so inappropriate, I think. I think so too. You know, and I, so it, you know what? That would be a great gift to buy the boss that you love. 
or the employee you that you love, but not love in the you know intimate. Yeah, way. we know romantic yeah. sense, but <laughs> but uh, or also the customer you you'd like would love you more. <laughs> exactly, and you know if you give it to a customer. You're you're suggesting not only that this might be something they're interested in, but this is what you believe in, right. also. So they may appreciate that uh, just as much. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, Chip, yeah. I'm excited about the book, and congratulations on another Thank great you, one. I, I know it's going to be outstanding. So let's jump into it. Um, Good. You talk about customer advocacy and uh, how customer advocacy is the best expression of customer loyalty. Talk to us about that. Well, first of all, there are many ways we can define a loyal customer. You know, a loyal customer is somebody who comes back. A loyal customer is somebody who buys more. A loyal customer is someone who trusts you more. A loyal customer is one who might um, use your product as a part of their identity. We think about Harley-Davidson jackets and uh, Bass Pro Shop shirts or caps or things like that. But I think the most important demonstration of am I loyal to this organization because of their products or service is is the advocacy side. And the, and the advantage of the advocacy, that is, I talk about you, tell stories about you, tweet about you, uh, it is that the fact that, that that customer is now becoming an extension of your sales and marketing effort. And so they're not just coming back, they're bringing their buddies. Right. I love that. I actually refer to those types of customers as evangelists. They are. Uh, they, evangelize they evangelize your brand. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a big fan of NPS, the Net Promoter Score, which is right. the question on a scale of 0 to 10, what's the likelihood that you'd recommend us? And a, a 9 or 10 is a promoter. But right. the fact that somebody is likely to recommend you doesn't mean That's they're right. actually doing it. No, we did some research with a major bank we were working it with in Central America who'd always use the, well, how likely are you to recommend to a family member or friend? And, and we ask them um, to ask this question as well: How many? Uh, how, how likely? How did you recommend to a family member or a friend? And we found about a thirty percent gap. And so they were all excited by their MPS score because they had like ninety percent of their customers were were promoters. But when they learned about only about sixty percent were actually recommending them, actually taking the action. So I think it's. It is uh, the intention is always good, but behavior is much more important. Right, agreed, and I think that's the gap. But I, I still love the NPS store, score because I, I, I mean the too. question's powerful, and then it's what happens and what you ask for after the question. And if well, I these... think the, exactly the simplicity Rykel had with the ultimate question is it provided a great wake up call to a lot of organizations because now they had some at least numerical way to begin to characterize um, how how their customers felt about them, and I think it's done a great service in bringing that whole focus on customer loyalty to the forefront. So talking about customer loyalty, I want to get your take on this. Um, I, you know, people think that loyalty means exclusivity. You, I'm the only one you're going to do business with if you're loyal to me. And I think that's a, a misconception. I, mm, I think there are organizations I work with who even though they may be loyal to you, particularly in the B2B world, they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket because right. who knows what's going to happen in the future. So I don't think I would say exclusivity should be the test because there may be um, strategic and economic reasons why I don't want that. I don't want to go down that trail. And so, I, I, you know, that's that's I would there are other the other ways to measure it. Right. I think. And, and I think that the backup plan is also important. Exactly. Uh, this, which is why, as you mentioned, your your line, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. 
Um, now that said, uh, you know, as I think about like restaurants, um, if you're loyal to a restaurant, that doesn't mean that every time you're hungry, you go eat at that restaurant. Correct. Loyal- we like diversity. Yeah. And loyalty might be, hey, he comes in once a week or once a month. And if I had customers coming in every month, at least once a month, I would consider them very loyal customers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. Let's jump to uh, something else that, that's that been, uh, as I read through your information, there's, uh, and I talk about this a lot too, but I want to, I love getting your perspective on things because sometimes you're coming at a completely different angle. Mm-hmm. The expectations of customer experience and customer service are changing today. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. Very much so. And, and I think what has done that is um, several things. One is the whole quality movement has elevated the quality of products and services to a very high level. Now, if you deliver poor quality, you're out of business. Um, and so I don't think the quality of the product or the quality of the service is something we can necessarily see as a competitive differentiator. Um, we also know that um, I may have a narrow band in terms of what I charge, the price I pay, and that's an important definite piece of the value pie, if you will. But here again, if I'm too far out that ban- out of that band, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to stay in business. So I think today's customers assume they're going to get a great great product or service. They assume they're going to get. I mean, in terms of quality, I assume the plane's going to land on time. I assume it's going to be right in the right city. Now, now time I out assume- a second. I, yes. I think you can count on it going to the right city most of the time. <laughs> but not on time. I don't know. You know. You know. But I will tell you. In in uh, a few years ago, I did some studies about airline on time arrival and why, like Eastern and uh, Pan yeah. Am, actually went out of business. But uh, aside from the fact that they lost their customers' confidence due to uh, not just lack of being on time, but also lack of taking off at all. A lot of canceled flights. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a different deal altogether. Yeah. At totally. the time, so. the airlines landed approximately 80% to 81% of the time on time. Southwest right. being the number one airline on time, but that was at 81% on time. Now, think about that. That's four That's out like, of five. The numbers yeah, exactly. Exactly. have gotten better. They're now yeah, at 86%. 86% but, but, is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so but I think I think that is the the we have become more accustomed to assuming good, and and so what it's left is the differentiator. I think is more and more become the experience. Mm-hmm. And when we shift our focus to say um, the quality outcome and service is important, the prices being fair is important. But if the differentiator becomes the experience you create, now all of a sudden. My competition is not my industry anymore. And I think that fact um, has elevated the customer's um, expectations. So now they don't just compare you to those in your peer group. You know, you get compared to Nordstrom and Disney and fill in the blank. Right. Why can't they be as nice as those people at the hotel I just stayed at or the restaurant I just ate at or the store I just visited or – you know, I'm dealing right. in, in a B2B environment. You may have a phenomenal inside sales rep at one company for a completely different product you're sourcing out. You go to another one, and you don't get the same experience. So the benchmarks raised, and that's why I think expectations are, are definitely higher, and that's what, and, and the reason for it. So what we're going to do is take a short break, and we come back. I want to learn okay. more about what Kaleidoscope, delivering innovative service that sparkles, is all about. Actually, I do know about it because I read through your, yes, your preview. Yes, exactly. I want our audience to know about it. By the way, you can get this at Amazon. Is that right? 
That's correct. And oh, everywhere yeah. else, it's the books there, might be actually. sold. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you should definitely jump on this one, and I think it's a great, great read. So uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. We're talking with Chip Bell, the amazing speaker and author of Kaleidoscope. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back talking with Chip Bell. Chip, how about this book, Kaleidoscope? Give us some insight. Tell us what it's all about. Well, the books that I've written recently have been all about what I call value-unique versus value-added. Um, value-added is what we've always familiar with, taking what the customer expects and adding more. Um, and that's good, but there's some problems with that. When we think of it in terms of a linear approach, um, it's sort of like uh, you've been such a great customer of ours uh, in this airline. We're going to upgrade you to first class. Or uh, you've been so uh, loyal to this uh, hotel, you know, we're going to upgrade you to the fancy floor, the concierge level. The problem with that is that now what do I do? Where do I go from there? So as customers' expectations climb, you can quickly run out of room. And the other side to it is, uh, you know, you, you, you can't keep one up in the last experience. I like to write about what I call value unique, and that is creating an experience that's unique, unusual, unexpected, yet at the same time appropriate and simple. Um, it's looking for those ways to make the customer truly surprised by what happened, not just delighted or pleased by what happened. And I think when you do that, you're enhancing the likelihood of creating that story to tell, which, as we talked about earlier, is all about advocacy. And so the, the Kaleidoscope is the third in the series on innovative service. And this one is um, different in the sense that it is deeper, I think. It is more value-based in terms of what it represents. And here, here's where that comes from. We all enjoy, from the childhood, we all enjoyed a kaleidoscope. It, it's, it's a really clever kind of device because unlike a microscope or a magnifying glass, you know, you turn the, what's called the animator and you get, or you shake it and you get all of these wonderful images that, uh, that, that make a swoon or if you're a kid make you squeal or adult you makes you squeal. And that's all great. That's a lot like innovative service that sparkles. It makes you uh, remember it in a way that uh, is deeper, more profound. But what is important, and we often miss, and that makes Kaleidoscope a powerful metaphor, is the, the gems that are inside that Kaleidoscope, mirrored inside that Kaleidoscope. My granddaughters call them jewels, never change. I mean, we don't open up a Kaleidoscope and put more gems inside. Right. They, it's just the way constant. that you, you turn it. The, you, and I didn't realize it's called the animator. The animator, yeah. Right. And so, And so the book is essentially about those gems and the fact that there is a, if you look at what I call profoundly remarkable service experiences, and I've been working with this for a while, and I say profoundly remarkable because they have a profound impact on you, and they are the kind of experiences we remark about, remarkable. 
And so if you look at what makes them remarkable and, and, and a, at a profound level is they come from a core. They come from a depth. They come from not just a focus on whimsical, but they come from something that goes, ooh, that's different, that's unique, that's, that, that's, uh, it's, it's a deeper level. And so I think in many ways this is probably the most spiritual uh, book I've done, not in a religious sense, but in the sense of making people think about the character of the service they provide um, and not just, not just the cleverness of it. So, I mean, so give me some examples of what that means and what that looks like. Well, I'd love to talk about the opening of the book because I think this provides sort of the, and I'll give you an example as well. Um, the, um, Johnny Cash is a favorite of mine, and, and some of uh, people have seen Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of that movie, he auditions before Sam Phillips, and he starts to sing a familiar song that was real popular at that period of time. And Sam Phillips stops him and, and says, um, is that all you got? And he said, what do you mean? You didn't like the way I sang it? He said, no, it, it, what, you don't believe in what you're saying. And he said, well, you didn't let me bring it home. I only got to sing a minute. He said, okay, okay, bring it home. L- let's bring it home. If you got hit by a truck and you were lying in the ditch and you had one song, one last song to define who you are, one last song that would define why you were on this earth, is you telling me that's the song you'd sing, or would you some, sing something different? Well, that story was an important one to me because I go, what, what if I only had one opportunity to serve in a way that would define me for my life? What would it be like? Would it be indifferent? Would it be uh, unbelievable? Would I treat the customer like today was their birthday? What would it be like? And so from that kind of sentiment, um, it's kind of where the book starts, but it's also kind of how the book got birthed. And that is, what do we do? It's not like creating, what I like to think about it is, what would it look like if you wanted to create an experience, not that people liked or talked about, but what if you created an experience they remembered the rest of their life, forever? What would that be like? What, where would you start? And so, Yeah, how could I you think, do it? And, yeah. And that's and, a great brainstorm. Uh, it exercise. is. It is. It is. It is. And it, and it and it's to me. It is. Um, it's it's remembering the little things that matter in, in a in a kind of impactful way. And and um, I, I you know one of the stories I tell was a great discovery of mine. And I'll, I'll give I'll give this example. Um, the um, there's a great restaurant I love called the Restaurant Revolution in in um, New Orleans. It's in the Royal Sinesta Hotel in New Orleans. And, and then they, they've got an incredible menu, great food. I'd highly recommend it. But you, they like to give you generous um, helpings. And so by the end of the meal, it's not unlikely that you'd say, I, you know, when they come around and want, want to do dessert, that they would, um, that you say, I, I'm way too full for, for dessert. I just have a cup of coffee. Well, what they do is they place on your table this gorgeous Peruvian jewelry box, and inside the little tiny drawers and behind the little uh, drawers um, are all these tiny shortbreads and truffles and little peanut butter uh, biscuits and little chocolate, decorative chocolate, little tiny. Well, to me, I thought about that. I thought, what, a, what an amazing opportunity and what a great expression. And so I interviewed the pastry chef, Aaron, who Aaron's uh, who Swanson, who came up with the idea, and I said, "How did you come up with this idea?" 
And she said, well, I love decorating little tiny desserts. And I always kind of thought of them as jewels. And so where do you put jewels? You in, put a them in a jewelry, jewelry box. box. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thinking, you know. Uh, another quick example, I was staying in a hotel in, in Park Inn, getting ready to make a keynote there, and the woman who served me breakfast was terrific, absolutely terrific, just like you'd want, great breakfast. And I got ready to leave, and um, I, and she brought me a complimentary go cup of coffee fixed just the way I like it. Now, there's value added. There's value added. And I said, oh, Sandy, this is terrific. You have no idea how much I really needed this cup of coffee. And then she took it to the next level, and she said, it is our gift to you. Now, that one expression, our gift to you, changed that from from value-added to value-unique. And I can't tell you how many audiences I've told that story. And so my point of that, it's our gift to you. And she, it came from that sense of deep sincerity and honesty. Um, it, it, the point I, I, I like to make with that is sometimes when we think about very unique or innovative service, we think we've got to, we've got to pull out the, the red carpet and helicopters and champagne. But what impacts the customer the most or when it's simple? You know, it's like, it's like your taxi driver. Um, and, and, and the fact that the, the initial appearance you tell about in your, in your is, is not what you ended up with, but you got all kind of little, it's our gift to you experiences right. in that taxi ride. That Every would time you took me around. Forever. Yep. Yeah, forever. Yep. yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I love it. So it's not just uh, doing a little extra. It's doing a little extra with something a little extra. <laughs> yeah, with a sense of, and with a sense of passion and a yeah. sense of that that you truly are devoted to this customer, you know, and 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 it's unexpected. You know, I I was in a diner with a a, a colleague of mine. We were working in, with a client in New York. We a little tiny diner down the street from where our hotel was. You know, those typical old fashioned, well worn diners like they have in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was a time when we were early because we wanted to get an early day. We were the only customers in there. And, and the waitress brought a bouquet of flowers and put them on our, our table and said, yesterday was my anniversary. My husband sent me these flowers, and I thought you might enjoy having them here at your table while you had breakfast. little now, something if been a room, special. Yeah, if you'd been a room full of people, she right. couldn't do that. But we were the only customers there, and she took that extra step to say, you know, let's, let's find a way to make it unique and unusual. You know, you made me think of something as you were talking about, um, you know, what if this was the last customer ever got to serve, the last, you know, whatever. What if you sell I, – I, use your book, for example. Retail yeah. retail price on the book is what? Fifteen ninety five. Fifteen ninety five, And I'm sure it's discounted a little bit if you go to Amazon. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But what if – Or if you buy 100,000 copies. Right, right, right. Well, what if <laughs> – let's use the number 100,000. What if this yeah. book wasn't fifteen ninety five? What if it was a hundred thousand dollars? Right. What would you do differently for the customer that would buy this book for a hundred thousand dollars? Think I'd about come, that. I'd, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a great way to think about it. I'd probably fly out there and read it to them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. But or you, I might bring my granddaughter to read it, read it to them. Right, but if somebody were willing to pay you $100,000 to, you know, buy your book or you do a speech or, exactly. you know, for that cup of coffee that you're going to give exactly, what extra exactly. would you do? Exactly. And why not consider if it's reasonable and, and you can scale it and it you know might be just the the you, sure, know, sure. you know the little attitude of something extra paying more attention yeah. you should do that with everyone i, I think, think that's, that's what we're great. trying to say exactly and as i was working with the ceo of a company and she was went before and i was in the meeting she went before her, her um as senior leaders and said okay what if i ask you uh, how we can improve productivity by 10%. And people started brainstorming ways they could enhance efficiency and do this and this and this. And then she said, oh, okay, um, thanks for that, but let me ask you a different question. What would you do differently if we had to exp- uh, increase it by 100%? And they go, you can't get here from, the- you can't get here from the- there from here. Right. We'd have to totally rethink and reinvent what we do and how we do it. Well, what I'm hoping this book does is help people go, this is not about a little incremental 10% increase in the level of service. What if I wanted to increase it 100%? What would I do totally different? It is like the last song you got to sing uh, in your life that would define who you were while you were on this earth. It's that same perspective. And I think the birth of profound comes from that perspective. Wow, I love that. I love that. All right, we're almost out of time. And you know the last question I like to ask. The yeah. one thing question. What's one thing you want us to remember that you've already told us or something you haven't told us that you absolutely want to make sure this audience knows about? What is it? Uh, one thing I would say is there is a, a, a group of really, really brilliant people in your organization that get the customer, that understand the customer, and that serve every day as your scout. And do we tap their their intellect, their knowledge, their awareness, their understanding? Do we derive great insights from the frontline people who serve the customer? Because they're your scouts. They're not just your ambassadors. They're your scouts, and they are the source of great knowledge. And so we underutilize, I think, those people who are interacting with that customer, e- either ear-to-ear, face-to-face, or click-to-click. Um, we underli- underutilize them, and I'd, I'd say they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Love it. Love it. The book is called Kaleidoscope, Delivering Innovative Service That Sparkles by Chip Bell. Available right now at Amazon. My suggestion is the one thing you should do beyond what Chip just shared with us is to go get the book. Thanks, Chip, for being on the show. You're awesome, man. Oh, I appreciate it, Chef. Always fun to be with you. All right, everyone. You've been listening to Amazing Business Radio now on the C-Suite Radio Network. Excited you're with us. I can't wait for the next episode for another great interview. And in the meantime, between now and then, always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.